It's a brand new episode of the Kickout Podcast, the SummerSlam Review 2022. I'm back with my team. Apart from one, one's missing, but the whole gang is here. Max, Scan, Tay, Skillet. This is the SummerSlam 2022 review. How are you all? Yeah, blessed, man. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be back. Good to see you all. Um, you know, I feel like we need to start doing some pods in person, man. COVID is done. And I'm all for the online podcasting. I'm all for it. Don't get it twisted because we all have busy lives. But we need to start meeting up again. Get into that lab. We would not have to, but, you know, just for special occasions like this. We could have had SummerSlam podcasting outdoors. It's a lovely day. We could be doing this while seagulls are flocking around us. So but anyway, I hope you all... I'm glad you all are good. And... Um, I'm just gonna go straight into it. Vince McMahon. Who's gonna go first? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, hey. Nara sucker. Max, I'm gonna ask actually, Max, I'm gonna go to you first, Max. Uh when you heard the news, uh, what did you think? This must it was it was quite shocking, wasn't it? But kind of expected at the same time. Look. We know he ain't retired out of his own fruition. This guy's on the run, like, literally. They, they said they'll make some Netflix documentary about his life. They should be making a film of him on the run right now, like him yeah. running to, like, South America and hiding in some cave or something like that. Like, I don't know what this guy has done. It's obviously probably serious matters we shouldn't be joking about, but, like, he's retired. He stepped away. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a new day, in it? Like, and it's so far, so good, it looks like. So... I guess we'll eventually learn about his crimes um, and then we can, you know, choose to celebrate what he has done for the industry and, um, you know, his madness. But um, as but for now, that's exactly it, isn't it? That's mm. exactly it, isn't it? That's the reason why we didn't do a dedicated episode to Vizic, man. We didn't go straight away because we would have done the episode uh, with these big news. But we don't know to the extent how bad these allegations are. We don't know how bad. I mean, he's doing madness. We all know that for a fact, but... We don't know what else there could be. So I don't want to do a pod. I don't want to do it. You know what I want to do? I don't want to do an episode of Raw when they celebrated Benoit after he died. <laughs> and they're like, Benoit. And all the wrestlers are doing their speeches about Benoit. And then you find out a week later, he killed his wife and kid. We don't, we don't want to do that. I'm not saying Vince is doing that. But we don't know if Vince is on some R. Kelly nonsense. We don't, we don't know. So we're just going to keep it there. You know, he will. He he's a big figure in sports professional wrestling. He is professional wrestling. He is sports entertainment. He's the reason why we all watch the show. But we are not going to say anything of merit as, 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 until we find out what's going on. So there's a new era now marked in stone. It's grave. The Triple H helms the era. This is official, by the way, for those who think Vince might be running stuff behind the scenes. I mean, don't get it twisted. He is Vince Man. There might be some things we'll have saying. But this is definitely a takeover moment where Stephanie and Triple H has, I would say, 99.1% of say of what's going on right now in the world of WWE. Uh, Scan, have you been waiting for this moment? Are you looking forward for this Helmsley-McMahon era? And I ain't talking about 99 attitude era. (laughs) You know what, man? Um, It's definitely refreshing. You know, you felt it immediately when you watch SummerSlam, when you watch Raw. You know, you know what's coming. You're seeing more wrestling, more 
less nonsense, you know. Um, and you can tell Trip listens to the fans, man. You know, he's a bit he's a bit Tony Carney in a way, where he's a bit of a mark for like, you know, he wants to impress like the the internet nerds and all of that business, man. And yeah. just give us what we want, man. Because to be honest with you, it's escapism, you know. What I mean, we want to be entertained, you know. So um, so in that respect, yeah, it's refreshing, you know, and it's a, it's definitely a good look for for the WWE right now. Hey, how are you feeling about this new new era? I know you must be excited. I'm here for it. I'm all over this. I've been waiting for that guy to step down for a little while, just because it was getting a bit stale. We all know we stale for a while now. Um, and whilst they do what's best for business, um, they really don't. They don't really listen to fans until WrestleMania, and there comes a time in the year like I want to. I want to see some stuff for the fans throughout the year, not just we get a big present at WrestleMania and then you ignore us for the rest of the year and just mm. carry on doing what you want to do, pushing who you want to push. So I'm here for it. Um, I'm already happy to see what I'm seeing. Um, there's, I feel like there's going to be a lot of nepotism, like a lot of Triple H's people are going to come in. We're going to see NXT revived <laughs> in the form of SmackDown and Raw. But that, that NXT was good, so... I'm kind of here for it. I want to see what happens. Yeah, well, I'm hearing rumours that he wants to bring back the black and gold. He wants to get rid of the 2.0 and he wants to actually bring back official NXT like it used to be in all its glory. Um, Max, do you know if that's true? You're the man that kind of is a bit more close to the ear to the dirt sheets than I am these days. Those rumours, yeah. Those those rumours came out and I think they've only been confirmed a bit more with... Um, so over SummerSlam weekend, they held tryouts um, for you know, upcoming wrestlers. And apparently it was more of the, the college um, people rather than independent wrestlers. Um, and apparently those were a complete disaster. It's just coming out. A lot of people were concussed. A lot of people were injured because it's the blind leading the blind. You're doing basic stuff in what is a tryout, but it's like, if you've never wrestled before, it's you're going to find it difficult and you're going to make mistakes and people are going to get hurt. And um, yeah, the noise coming out right now is that, they're never doing that again in terms of just focusing and focusing on just, you know, college people and stuff like that. And that Triple H will get back to, you know, hiring indie talents as well as still, you know, looking at the college kind of people. But like you, you need to have the blend of people that have some experience in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that the, the college way in is, is, is a working formula. We see it with people like Bianca Belair, but you definitely need, those wrestling expertise, those those indie guys that come in there and coach and teach people, guide people along the way. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's really get straight into SummerSlam. Let's go. Let's talk about SummerSlam. Um, it was in Nashville this year, wasn't it? Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and they kicked off with Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. They've done it. They've they've actually. Don't get me wrong. I feel like we all said it during WrestleMania. They kind of like did the on the wrong doings to Bianca last year at SummerSlam. By giving it that pedestal at WrestleMania, but I think they've really officially said, "Listen, we, we, my bad for how we, what we did last year." Even though that was Vince's demand, you know, idea, um, and they've really, really um, skipped the spotlight to Bianca in this match. Bianca is now a officially made woman. Max, let's go to you first. What was your thoughts on the EST versus the match? Um, I thought maybe their WrestleMania match was better than this. Definitely. But, um. It was still good. I think just as a culmination of this story of this, obviously the struggle of Bianca Belair getting the title back 
um, after losing it a year ago, 26 seconds to Becky. And then Bianca trying to hold on to it where whilst Becky kind of did whatever she could to get back to this title. Um, and then it, almost at, right at the end of it, it was the concession of Becky then saying to Bianca, like, no, you, you are better than me. You are the B-E-S-T. Like, um, and that, that kind of face turn sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the match was was really good. Like, you don't put these guys in a you know, position to open a pay-per-view if you don't think they're going to deliver. Um, yeah. And time and time again, they deliver. It's just a shame that I'll say that, you know, Becky is now injured. Um, and to be honest, they're probably lucky that Triple H has taken control because Becky has probably been the best part, with Riddle, maybe the best part of Raw for the past year. And if Becky was gone and Vince was still in charge... God knows what that show, you know, would be looking like. So yeah. now it's literally like good poetry. The likes of Bailey's come back. Um, there's new management as well that cares about women's wrestling. So it should be in good hands. And Becky can go off and take as much time as she needs to kind of rest up and repair that separated shoulder. Tay, what did you think of this match? Yeah, I mean, it was a great match. It's not their best match, like you said, kind of echo and mix. But it was a really good match. It was a great opener to the show. It got me kind of excited for the rest. Um, and I was quite happy at the kind of ending, especially when kind of um, Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO Sky now came yeah. out. Um, yeah. that, that was wicked. I loved that. Um, and me, there are people, I'm sure if people who listen to this, there are people that I just love for no reason at all. And Dakota Kai is one of them. So <laughs> I was yes. so happy to see her come back. I was so, so happy. Um, and yeah, it was. It's upsetting that Becky is, like you said, gone off injured because that would have been a really good storyline. Like them kind of not tag teaming, but on the same side against Bailey and and her new minions. Scandu, <laughs> uh, so you think it might? I mean, as, yes, Mets and Tay is absolutely right. It is upsetting that Becky is off the injured list because she's the mega star in WWE, but. It does give a bit of room for other women to kind of get a bit more TV time. The Askers, the uh, the Alexa Blisses. Um, what do you think about the potential of them and Bianca Bella? Obviously, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw afterwards. But do yeah. you think this kind of opens up a bit of a create a booking creative spark for the new revolution of Triple H to kind of give the highlights to other women now that Becky might be off? Do you know what? It definitely freshens things up. And you know, just the the um the anticipation of Asuka versus EO Sky. Oh, don't even get me started, bro. And you know, with Triple H at the helm, he's gonna give it the respect it deserves. You know, we're gonna Absolutely. get a good 20 minutes solid match, you know. Um, so you know, the, the matches that are on the table right now, you know, we got a little bit of it with um EO and Bianca yesterday, you know. So it's exciting in that respect, and I think WWE definitely leads the way when it comes to um, exposure to women wrestling at the moment. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. And also with the news that uh, um, Sasha Banks and Naomi might be coming back, you know, it's just... Yeah, it just yeah, gets man. better and better, right? I feel like Triple H really devoted his time to make sure the women's division was something special in NXT. And, and obviously it translated to the main roster, but now that he has the reins of the main roster keys, he can really, really drive home how important women's division is 
from top to bottom, not just in the main event status, but also in the mid-card status and also the tag team division as well. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. Yeah, mark-up moment for me when I saw Bailey come out looking great, I was happy. And then when I heard the theme song of the Code of Kai and the Yoshirai, I was like, yo, this, this is nuts. So great way for Triple H to respond and answer to, to put a stamp on his new era now that Vince is gone. All right, let's talk about Logan Paul versus The Miz. Again, Logan Paul is out here impressing all of us. Uh, Scandies, I'm going to go to you. What did you think of this match? Um, it was smooth, man. And it's interesting, actually, that I found out after the match that um, AJ Starr was training um, Logan Paul. I was, and you could tell, you know, you could tell the, the fluidity and the, the transitions between moves, you know, it, it didn't even come across like I was watching a celebrity or a YouTuber, you know, and I think we're getting to a stage in the game where the bar's been raised, maybe by Bad Bunny or whatever, but like our expectations for these celebrities now, you need to be coming at the same level as these pro wrestlers, man. And um, it, yeah, you, you can't really hate on him, man. He, he came through and he delivered. You know, when a five-star classic, but, you know, it was passable. So, I was definitely impressed with Logan Paul, man. And that frog splash, my God. Damn. Yeah, on the announce table. Tay, I know you've had a little bit of gripe with Logan. I know you, have, you haven't really been the biggest Logan supporter, but you do give credit where credit's due, and you've been doing that on the group chat. Tell me what you think about Logan Paul's progress. I mean, time. yeah, I respect it. I respect it. I hate him, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> No, he did, he, did, he did so good. Like, the loser in this is Bad Bunny because he thought in, he came in and did something. And then Logan Paul just wiped him out of the picture. And now it's like, yes, Logan Paul, Logan Paul. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great match for someone who is not a full-time wrestler or even a part-time wrestler. Like, he did amazing. Um, and obviously, Miz was in there doing his thing as Miz does, trying to put him over. It was, it was a great match. It was a great, it was a fun match to watch as well. Two questions for you, Max. Mm. Uh, first question. Logan Paul as a face, does it work? Or do you think that she should have been booked as a bad guy going to this match? And B, Champa with The Miz. What's your thought? They need to book Logan as a bad guy because the crowd wants to hate him. Although the crowd did cheer him on Raw. Um, but it's just, he is a bad guy. He is a popular, rich twat sorry yeah. to say it that's what he no, is that's true. Like, that's true. That's and people want to hate on him so just let's let them do it sort of thing um i guess we'll see how it goes i can imagine he might pop up for the clash at the castle um but yeah he he was he was very very good um and regards to champer and miz it's a very unorthodox pairing um but i think for champer's success on the main roster it, it's a it it's a good it's yeah. a good move isn't it yeah it's it's, i agree I, I i don't really like it per se because I, maybe i'm so used to nxt champa and what he brought but we know nxt especially black and gold and the main roster audience are two different audiences so if there is anyone that can help champa kind of transform you know what he did in nxt to the main roster it's mad to say, but it probably is Miz. Like, Miz doesn't get enough accolades for surviving as long as he has on the main roster and keeping himself relevant. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a necessary pairing, if anything, for Champa's long-term success. But with Triple H in charge already, we, we can already see, you know, the, the engine is behind Champa to do some great stuff. So he's in good hands now. 
I agree. Okay, uh, let's talk about Bobby Lashley versus Fury. Lashley had a great, great entrance going into this match. Uh, he was standing on the podium with the you know the strongest man kind of stuff and the the, le- the, the electricity and the lightning shining around him. Anyway, but um, and then and then he faced off with Fury, which was basically a cup of coffee. It wasn't really a long match. Yeah. Um, but Lashley retained, which is cool. Um, but what did what did they do with Fairy now? I know he has the money in the bank, and we'll talk about him later on in the main event. But what's next for Fairy? Because I I feel like they ain't got no plans for Fairy, <laughs> unless unless the that's office, what they want me to think. I don't know. The, the office has changed now, isn't it? So you you <laughs> never know whether. Well, I, I think Triple H is behind Fairy because Triple H used him a lot in NXT as well. Sure. He was part of. Yeah. Johnny Gargano's family and all of that um, stuff they'll do, which is pretty fun. But um, yeah, it's it's weird, and I think this week we would have been telling. I think he he missed Raw this week because he's had a, a death in the family. Yeah, yeah, um, he lost his uncles, didn't he? Yeah, um, but it would have been quite telling. But I still don't think he's ready to become WWE champion. Like no. he will be one day, but he ain't ready. So they have to make him lose this briefcase but in a way that doesn't make him look too much like a chump because that's the issue in the past like people can not cash in successfully but they always end up looking like a chump and then they always like literally tumble down the card from there like they need to make this happen in such a way where it's it's like ah like you you almost feel sorry that he's that he's lost the briefcase but i don't know how they're gonna go about doing that i mean i think they just need to like i think what what I, what I would do is, like you said, take that away and try and build him up a bit more organically. It was it was mm. far too much of a Vince McMahon push that everyone was going to rebel against him, whether he was good or not. And they did rebel against him. So you, ha- you, you have to take him back. You have to take him back to ground zero and then manoeuvre him in a better way like they kind of did with NXT and put him in that kind of picture. Because he is really good. He is re- he's a really good wrestler. And he's entertaining as fuck, so... Yeah, and you can tell they kind of ripped themselves into a corner, man. Because it, I mean, everybody knew that that's the case was supposed to go to Cody, so they was like, ah, if it can't go to Cody, let's give it to my guy. But that's it. They kind of ripped themselves into a corner, man. So it's, but I, I guess in a way they've done it enough to. So if he loses the case, no one's going to be like disappointed or shocked because you know he wasn't believable as the world champion anyway. So um, yeah, Let's see what. Happens. But then that kind of damages him then. In, in a short term, it damages him because he's so he's new, he's too new to be doing that those kind of things to him. If it was someone like Sheamus or do you know what I mean, like a tra- transitional champions like those, mm. you can do that. They can lose the the briefcase. Nothing would happen to him. AJ Styles given the briefcase, let him lose. Nothing's going to happen to him. It it's going to taint theory if they do it. Like. So this is my my thing was that I think he should have attempted to cash in. Or, yeah, like, he's actually cashed in and it's actually now a triple threat in the main event of SummerSlam. And then Drew McIntyre should have got his revenge then because I think Theory attacked him maybe on SmackDown or Raw or something. Drew McIntyre should have came out then in the main event and basically stopped Theory from cashing in, let these men finish their match. Um, then Theory's cashing is gone. It's not necessarily his, his fault because Drew got in his way. And then Drew has a cause as well because he's like, I want to be the guy that beats Roman. I want to be the next champion or whatever the case is. But yeah, they, they didn't. 
Theory obviously got taken out in that main event and just went to sleep for the rest for the rest of it. Like so longer than Heyman, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, he was down. Heyman got up and was celebrating and hugging Roman, and Theory was still asleep. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, who are the who has who has lost the briefcase and then kind of recovered from it? Corbin, I guess. Corbin, Sandow, Cena, Cena lost. Sandow never recovered. Sandow never recovered. Sandow was gone. He went impact. Otis, Otis made a bit of a linear move to American Alpha. What is it? What is it now? Alpha Academy that he's doing now after dropping. Otis Cashin. No, he lost it in a match. Did he lose it too? Miz. Oh, yeah, he lost it to Miz, and then Miz won the title, didn't he? And then lost it yeah. to Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they need to be careful. They have to be really careful what they're going to do with, with Fairy going forward. I think they'll figure it out, though. I, I, I do see Fairy somehow winning the title. I don't know why. I just see it. But I, don't, I, who's, I, don't, I just don't see him beating Reigns. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's, it's easier for him to win the title if they separate the titles and he's just champion of one brand. If yeah. Fury, how could he be champion of the entire WWE? Yeah, it is right. It's too early. It's too early for that. <laughs> Next up, we had the Mysterios versus Judgment Day. Uh, this is a no disqualification match. Tay, what did you think of this match? Um, do you remember this match at all? Not really. Uh, I mean, look, I feel like Judgment Day is dying a, a slow death. Um, but they could have done something really good with it. It. it it had the foundations of a really good faction. Um, but I feel like now they're just going to implode and then going to do something weird back again with Edge. I don't know. And I, I have no idea. But I feel like they, they kind of needed this win. They didn't get this win. Um, Mysterio's great. Good, You know, Dominic's really good for a newbie. He's still quite a newbie. Um Ray, Ray is Ray. He's always going to win over the crowd, so it was always going to be a good match. But I just felt like, kind of, really sorry for the Judgment Day. I just, I, I don't know what they're going to do with them. Shout out to that guy from the Cheap Heat podcast. He had Finn Balor. He interviewed him over at SummerSlam weekend, did like a live show setting, and he asked him about the new pants, the new, the, the new rig attire with the purple thing. Max, what do you think of this new change for Finn? Is it working or the? What's going on? Like I like Finn as a heel, but I, I like aesthetically. I don't really think he even needed to make that change for Judgment Day. But the one thing again, I'm just looking at and just thinking: Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. They're all Triple H people. Like Triple H has been very kind to all of them since they came in through NXT or NXT UK and Rhea Ripley's case. So um, yeah. There, there could be some good plans for them. At least, you know, something like like Rhea Ripley being women's champion and um, the, the lads being tag team champions or something yeah. like that. Like they, they could run something like that. Okay, interesting. Uh, so the Mysterious picked up the win, I believe. Or was it... Was it no, yeah, because Edge showed up. Edge showed up, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Edge showed up with hair looking good. Did he, did he have the was it like a remix of the brood theme? Yeah, 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 yeah. A remix of the brood theme. Come on, he's gonna keep that, but then he went back. Went back to, on this day, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, Judgment Day. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm sold on Judgment Day yet, man. I wanted to, I wanted to like them, 
when they turned on Edge, I was gassed about it, but just nothing had happened since. And then Rhea Ripley got injured. Rhea Ripley is the selling point of that group. Yeah, yeah. true. So, true. yeah, they need to just push her and just let them man follow sort of thing. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Mex, are you upset that Pat McAfee couldn't keep the same theme song from WrestleMania? It's not the same, is it? No, it wasn't the same. Um, I felt like this this match was fun because there was it was scrappy. Like Pat got botched and slipped and all around the ring and all that kind of stuff. But it came it made it feel like more of a fight. Like it wasn't like a perfect like wrestling match. But like Scan said earlier, the level of these celebrities coming into WWE is going up. And I'd argue that Pat was the first one that raised the bar, even before mm. Bad Bunny came in and raised it again. And now yeah. Logan Paul. But yeah, this this wasn't the best performance from from Pat. Um, but yeah, it, it it was a it was a decent match sort of thing. I'd, I'd like to think that maybe we start seeing less of him in these places now that this is going to be more of a wrestling centric show. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Scan, what did you think of this match? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, but I think I think what took it, um, what did it for me, man, was was the commentary on this match. The commentary on this match was legendary, where you know you can tell that Corey Graves don't like him, and you can tell Michael Cole's like a, a like a stand for my bestie. You know, it's just and it was the arguing, it was all of that, but it was hilarious. There was, there was this thing where where Corey said to him, "You never, wh- why are you broken your opinion all of a sudden? You never." And he goes, oh, "It's a new era, it's a new day." Like, yeah, yeah, things change, as old troll said. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Cole is, Cole is sli- slightly one of the MVPs of commentary, man. Like, if you yeah. think about it, he's been in the game for what nearly 25 years, he's you know, he's, he's been doing it, man. So, yeah, but in, in regards to the match itself, man, yeah, it, 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 I guess it kind of got overshadowed by the Logan Paul match a little bit, man. That's that's yeah, you, know, you could tell, but um, yeah, it was all right, man. It was a solid outing for him, Same but he's, over. he's so over, that's the thing. Yeah, he is. He's uh, yeah. Do you think it's Corey versus Pat coming soon? Corey's yeah. all clear for wrestling. Five series. Yeah. That's exactly where they're going with this. Yeah, which is it's okay, but I'm I'm kind of overseeing Pat <laughs> in the ring. It was like, all right, one and done, and then we did two. I was like, do you know what? I'll give you this one. Now I'm like, no, sit down. Then, yeah, please. I agree. I don't think we need to see more Pat, man. I like him as a commentator, but in the ring, I don't want to. All right. Um, what was the next match? It was, uh, oh, here we go. The Usos versus the Street Profits, the tag team championship match, undisputed. Why was Jeff Jarrett the referee? Because I, I haven't been watching Raw. It was Nashville. Nashville. Is that it? Because it's in Nashville. So with Money in the Bank, the finish saw um, Street Profit, what's his face? Montez Ford, his shoulder wasn't down. And then yeah, they had a rematch, that. I think, on Raw. And then the exact same thing happened. So, yeah, let's not trust these referees. And let's, let's go and get someone that's not a referee to come and referee the match in Jeff Jarrett. And that's exactly what they did. And I guess it's Nashville. And, yeah, that's why he was there. Another great match between the Usos and the Street Profits. Back and forth. Always exciting when these two get in the ring. Um, I think we all could agree with that. They are slowly. It's, I'm loving the slow burn booking on Montez Ford, man. It's slow and it's going to happen. And there's another hint they dropped on Raw. We'll talk about that when we talk on Raw. But Montez is the guy, right? That's the right one. That's the right choice between the two. 
What do you guys think? Or is it... To, to do is, what, though? What, what, to do what? It, or, is it, or is it a twist? Is this a twist here? Where all the focal point is focusing on Montez turning heel and leaving Angelo behind? Or is it Angelo that's going to turn heel? What do you guys think? I... I don't know about who. I, do they need to turn on each other? Can they just? Can't they just walk away? No, nah, this other? is WWE. Someone has to turn. <laughs> you know, but Max, you can see what they're doing, right? You know, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks that way, especially after Raw. It definitely looks that way. Yeah, it's happening. I think it's gonna be Dawkins is the one who's gonna turn heel. I get that feeling too. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be because um, you know if they if they ch- choose to do those like couple matches, like it's it's not gonna work if Bianca's a face and my man's a heel. So it's, it's definitely got to be Dawkins that turns heel, man. Definitely. My only thing is, oh, we'll, actually, you know what? I'm gonna we'll talk about it. We'll talk about more. We'll talk about it. But okay, we'll, we'll let's put a let's put a pause to that, and we'll come back to that after. But yeah, great match, right? Uh, Usos incredible. Street Profits incredible. Just. Great I will just say one one quick point. One quick point, yeah, which yeah. I thought was absolutely hilarious. Like the fact that Jeff Jarrett was a face on Saturday and was like a, a hill on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. Did yeah, you guys did you see the Ric Flair? Did you see the Ric Flair last match? Did you see it? Yeah, bro. Did you see some of the lead up? That was epic, bro. The lead up was it is what it is. But but did, what do you guys think of the actual match itself? I didn't watch it because I have no interest in seeing Ric Flair. I watched the cards. Don't get me wrong. I watched it and I, and I really enjoyed it. Ah! I, I stopped at the main event. I don't know why Flair is doing this madness, man. Madness. So Taker was in the crowd. Brett was in the crowd. Uh, Foley, Foley was in the crowd. DDP Foley was said, there as well. DDP was there. Foley even said that um, Dewey, his son, said it was better than SummerSlam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Foley jokes, you know. oh, okay, okay, mate. And then... <laughs> and then uh, all I, you know what? I took. I've, I I couldn't even finish that. Like, I couldn't finish the match. Like because like, Flair was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up, so I watched a bunch of his matches. That's exactly why this. I didn't watch it. I was watching this. Yeah, I tell you what, my last draw was the last draw. <laughs> Obviously, Flair's already juiced himself. We all know he was going to do that because that's what Flair does, especially for NWA. He's going to want to juice himself. Oh, I need to do my last match NWA so I can juice myself all over again. The last draw for me though, it's when he's. Ringside, yeah, he's fighting Jay Lethal ringside, yeah, chopping him. Jay Lethal chopping back, yeah. By the way, he's ringside, so Taker's there. You can see Taker, you can see Brett, you can see all them man, yeah. Mm. Rick Flair decides to pretend to have a heart attack, yeah. <laughs> he goes, goes, ah, ah, <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> I'm looking behind, I'm looking in the crowd, yeah, to see the reaction of the people, yeah. And Ric Flair's daughters, yeah, stood up. The one that's married to Conrad. Um, you know, Ric Flair's got the oldest daughter married to Conrad. Yeah, yeah. She stands up in fucking fair blood because she actually believes that my man's actually having a heart attack. But she's not, she doesn't know this. Is, she's like... <laughs> and, then, and then Jamie will pause because obviously Jamie knows what's going on. But he paused to like play a part like, oh, are you okay? And then Flair pokes him. Oh, I'm like, no, I'm taking this off, man. I can't do this, man. I'm taking this off. I'm taking this off. This man has no well, shame. No shame. Said he actually passed out during the match. That's true. That's actually true. Yeah. So there's a part where he did a figure four and he just like, he did a figure four on Jeff, but he's laying in the back 
and the ref is like, oh my God, you're back from the floor. I should be like counting one, two, three, in it. Mm. So the ref goes to count one, two, three, and Andre, Andre, Andre kicks the flare, like, what are you doing? Get up, get up. And he's like, oh. And then you could hear him say, I passed out. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't watch that. Like, the Michaels match was perfect. Was perfect. Why, That's why, do to, match. why do you have to come nearly nine years later, eight years later, and do another match when right. you were given the perfect center off? I just don't get it, man. You, you, you. Anyway. I swear the man almost died like five years ago. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? 100%. It's like, he shouldn't even be medical cleared to um, wrestle because he's got a exactly. He's actually got a pacemaker in his heart. That's crazy. Boys, the guy's not short on bread either. It's not like you're broke and you need the money, bruv. Like, what are you doing? This is, a, this is an obsession, isn't it? An obsession, bro. All right, let's circle back to SummerSlam. So uh, let's talk about the singles for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was Liv Morgan. It was Ronda Rousey. This was a rematch for when Liv... Did Liv beat her in a one-on-one capacity in Money in the Bank? No, cashed she in. cashed in. Oh, she cashed in. So this was a rematch to the cash-in, which obviously Liv got the title from. And now this is their first time competing one-on-one. Tay, what did you think of this match between Liv and Ronda Um, I'm not mad at it. Um, They had to find a, a suitable way for Liv to retain that title without Ronda, Ronda just kind of running right over her. And then she just kind of does like a small package like they usually do. Um, so I was kind of, I was happy with the finish that it was quite controversial. Um, I mean, match itself was all right. It wasn't, it was never going to be a Bianca and Becky. So the positioning on the card was good for it. I, I wasn't, you know, just watching. I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, Ronda, I'm not really sure where they're going with this moody Ronda. Um, I feel like she's better than that character. Like have her do something significant like she is a fucking ma like mma champion like why are you having i been oh i'm just oh i don't like this i'm just a bit like, it's, it's so weird like give her something specific and something tangible to be um but live is cool but, but do you agree that the heel turn made sense i what, do yeah i think it made sense why is she pissed it made it made perfect sense why she would act that way in my opinion yeah but give her a bit more substance not yeah. just i'm um, oh she's she's moody she's moody it's weird i don't know it was a good match so we had a face turn at the start of the pay-per-view with becky turning face and then towards the end we have a heel turn with ronda turning heel scan right decision from WWE. oh yeah 100 percent um she wasn't i don't know man it was something odd about this um ronda's second run man it just wasn't hitting like the first one so they definitely needed to do something i think she definitely works better as a heel so, um, yeah, right decision made sense, man. I think it's because she's not that good of a talker. And you can't really yeah. be a good face without having some kind of char- charisma, which she does not have. Right. The, what, my, the one thing I would say is this is not the first time Ronda has lost a match by putting someone in a submission and her shoulders being down. Like, yeah. I know there is, like, literally no continuity in WWE, but, like, you're making her look like an idiot. Like, as if she's had she's been wrestling, so she should know shoulders on the mat means I'm going to pin you. You see what I mean? I'm going to start counting. Like, why does she keep pinning people and her shoulders are down? Like, is she ever going to learn how to actually wrestle or the rules of wrestling? 
They're, mm-hmm. it's, they're not se- selling her, making her look good at all. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be interested to see what happens on SmackDown with Ronda Rousey's promo that he's going to cut. I think, I, f- I feel like Triple H should really, when it comes to well, the, well, the, promo, the, the breaking no news yeah, the oh, breaking, breaking news. news. Is, breaking news is is she's not actually going to be at SPAC now because she's been suspended. Oh, because because she attacked the referee after the match. Wicked! This is what I'm. This is good. This is good. This is what it should be like. This is but you know what Triple H has to do next, right? What's that? Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, that, that has to happen. That has to happen. Shayna's again. Shayna was his two-time NXT Women's Champion. So we know Vince never fought anything on Shayna, but Triple yeah. H surely does. You know, I, is I, is Shayna the luckiest person right now, or 100%. is it Angelo Dawkins? Because Angelo Dawkins was on the chopping block. It's definitely Shayna Baszler, because this guy yeah. said in twenty, he said in we're in twenty twenty two now. He said in twenty twenty that I don't see anything in Shayna Baszler, Andrade, and Alistair Black, and she's the only one that still got a job two years later. Wow, <laughs> Vince said those words. Yeah. I don't see Madness. anything in them three people. Madness. And look at the names of the three people you don't see nothing in. Vince is mad. Charlotte? What do you see in him? And Angelo's not lucky because Vince always thought he was Dino Brown. So Vince was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got I, got still, I still got Dino in the books. He looks great. Black doesn't crack. Um, um, all right. Um, I was going to say that in this new era, I don't want to see no more scripted promos. Let the wrestlers do their thing. But I do feel there's some wrestlers that need to have, there's some wrestlers that can't, there needs to be exception to the rule with some wrestlers. And Ronda needs a scripted, she needs a scripted promo. Not a scripted long promo like Vincent and um, my man, what's my man's name? Kevin Dunn will give her. But just like short and sweet. Just, you know, I'm not messing around. I'm here to beat your ass. Do you, you know, you, I'm going to whip your ass. That's it. You know what I mean? Just simple things like that. But. I feel like Ronda definitely needs a script to promo because she, she can't cut a promo to save her life. But, but we'll see what happens when she returns. I want to see a vicious Ronda. I want to see a Ronda act like Bret Hart in 97 when he's complaining about all the officials. <laughs> this is bullshit! I want, to see that. I want to see that with Ronda. Give, give her the Bret Hart pen. Anyway, um, before we talk about the last man standing match, I went on uh, Sports Skeeter website and I Googled because I, I have to admit, I'm going to spoil it already. I'm going to say my 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 feelings on that main event before we even talk about it. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was one of the greatest last man standing matches WWE's ever produced. And it was very entertaining. It was very reminiscent of the late 90s wrestling, where WWE used to just pull things out of the bag and do something unpredictable and do something fun. It was a great, great match. And I went on Sportskeeler's website to see what did they rank as the top 10 best last man standing matches. And they have an honourable mention. They have Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at Royal Rumble 2004. Does anyone remember that match? Mm-hmm. Big Show versus Alberto Del Rio at SmackDown. I don't remember this match at all. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this is an honourable mention. Ric Flair versus Triple H at Survivor Series 2005. I think I remember that. To me, this next match should not be an honourable mention. This should be in the top 10 list. This is a classic match. Mankind versus The Rock, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. In yeah. your house. Honourable mention. I know. Yeah. I can't believe that's an honourable mention. But anyway, let's keep going. Let's go to the... Oh, 
Oh, okay. Is My that, bad. No, that's, that's actually number 10. That's number 10. Yeah, yeah. That's, is that the one where he gets the forklift and put it on top of him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's number ten. Sorry, Tay. That's not honorable mention. That's number ten. Okay. Number number nine is John Cena versus Bray Wyatt in Payback 2014. I do remember that match. I think that match was actually really good. Mm. Edge versus Chris Benoit, Backlash 2005. I don't remember that match. Triple H versus Randy Orton at No Mercy 2007. Batista versus John Cena, Extreme Rules 2010. Undertaker versus Batista, Backlash 2007. Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens for the IC title in Royal Rumble 2016. The same day, AJ Styles. Actually, I do remember that match being great, actually. Cena versus Umaga, Royal Rumble 2007. John Cena versus Edge, Backlash 2009. And they got a number one. Triple H, yeah. And this, is, this would have been my number one before what happened. The other day, Triple H versus Chris Jericho fully loaded 2000. That was a bit so. I don't know if you guys remember any other last man standing matches that hasn't been mentioned that should have been in there. <sighs> there were some good ones in um, I remember Champo Gargano in um, take take over. I can't remember what take over it was, the one where during, they were yeah, 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 that's that, the, was, that yeah. was a terrific one, but yeah, that was like you're saying. This for me, and granted, you've probably seen more wrestling than I have. This is the greatest last man standing match I have ever seen. No, I, I have to say, I have to say it's, it's definitely there, bro. I think it is number one. I think it is number one. I haven't been excited about, it, especially because of that stipulation. I don't get excited yeah. about it anymore. Mm. I don't. I don't care for it. Like uh, Jericho and Kane had a really good last man standing match back in. Back in the day, I think that might have been a Monday Night Raw, but oh no, it might have been a pay per view. But that was over Jericho spilling coffee on Kane, like a stupid storyline. But mm. but that was actually quite fun. But and then obviously the Jer- I would have said Jericho Triple H fully loaded. That would have been my number one pick before mm. what I saw on Saturday. I just haven't seen a match like that in ages, and it was so fun. It was so entertaining, and I'm glad it did something new as well. It needed WD needed that. It needed something new, and it was good that. Lesnar was like a bit like Steve Austin in his heyday, doing madness with the, with the, with the forklift. And, but yeah, I'm glad you said that, Max, because I think I think it might be the greatest last man standing match ever. I could be wrong, but it, 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 what I mean in, in terms of a WWE standpoint, because you have a lot of NWA marks that be like, oh, well, Tony Blanchard, <laughs> Magnum PI in 1985, which obviously, them man were killing it, so I'm not going to disrespect them man. But yes, I would say in a, in a WWE standpoint, it probably is the best. Tell you, what did you think of this match? Your, your husband was in it, man. Tell me about it. I know, I know. It was great. It was like it was a great match. It was a great match. Um, you know, them two are going to put it out of the bag, but Brock was on his A game. Like well, he was like he Brock just let it. Finished. He left it all in the One ring. One of He's the like, best sports entertainers of all time. From I mean. from the from the mic flip, I was like, this is this is it. This is it. <laughs> like. <laughs> It was a nice touch in it just to have like something that was very Brock. And he was like, Man, I'm coming out. This is country boy. You're gonna get a country ass whooping. Like yeah. it was it was really good. Yeah, what did you think of the match? Did you like the the whole the shenanigans, the, the gimmicks? Did you like everything? What's going on with you? Do you know what, right? 
And I don't know if it will be, but if this is um, Brock's boneyard match, like he should bow out on this one, man. Yeah. Um, in my in my humble opinion, like even the way he looked, bro, he looked wedged, bro. I was like, whoa, I've yeah, never seen like disgusting, bro. Ooh, crazy, yeah, man. But you know what, right? And this this is what makes me smile inside, really. You know, I love the fact that a lot of these. Um, Internet heads are like, oh, AEW innovating this, innovating that. I love when WWE just comes through and just shows them levels, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, it was this was an example of that. It's like, you man ain't never touching anything like that. Man came through with a digger and lifted the whole ring, like, like, you know, in live TV. So basically, if it was a film, that was one take, you know, that whole match. I, had, um, yeah. I am very interested by the, the, the fan standpoint of the obvious bias that we see when it comes to certain federations. Don't get me wrong. I know WWE has hurt a lot of people within recent times and the booking. And a lot of people are fed up and angry and, and frustrated and they just don't even want to accept when WWE are doing good things. But um, you can't deny that, man. Like If AEW was to do that, with the forklift and the... All them, all them AW marks would be like, oh my God, did you see what Keith Lee and, you know. Bro, if, this, if this don't get five stars from Meltzer, bro, I don't know what he's doing with his life, bro. It's, uh... It was a great match, man. It was hell entertaining. I've never watched a wrestling match. Like, being, like usually when I watch wrestling, I'm going to be like, I'll be real with you, man. I, I use it as a backdrop to things I need to get done. I'll be on a laptop. This one, the laptop is closed. I'm watching it. What's going on here, bro? Like, I, I felt like I was, 15 again, watching wrestling. So it was so My missus was watching with me. And the investment every time Brock got inside that tractor. And then, obviously, when he pushed the ring first, that's a mad thing. And then he lifts the ring and she's on like, he's endangering the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the reaction because now you can show this to someone that don't watch this you know what we watch and yeah. it's like oh yeah no this is a mad thing you can either get them like invested bring like, oh, back, but the reaction bring back jerry springer wrestling bro that's what they used to be jerry yeah. springer in wrestling but that's, that's what attitude era was bring that shit back bro they might as well they're gonna go pg-13 anyway they're probably looking to get mjf coming in soon there's reasons why they're going pg um not pg-13 sorry they're going um tv-14 tv-14 they're going X-rated anyway. So they're going to want to bring back... And obviously, it's a smart move because they've got the Logan Paul. They're going to want They want Israel from UFC. They want um, more influencers who talk a lot of smack on their social media platform. They're going to bring that to WWE. They're going to make it more X-rated. Bring guys like MJF in. Bring all these people in. This is take over, man. It's, it's shut, it's shut down. Bro, this, this match is like a sports entertainment masterpiece, man. You can tell why these guys get paid the big bucks. You know, because when they come to headline in a pay-per-view, they come through and deliver, shut down. You know, you can tell they got chemistry. They probably wrestled, what, like seven, eight, nine times now. But like, boy, they they just ended their series nicely, man. Nice. One, one thing I have to say, at the end of it, and as much as a, a fan of Roman as I am, Brock kind of had to win. Brock, <laughs> uh, Brock kind of saw off everything, like... Yeah, he got buried at the end and cool, that's how it ended. But like, just kind of from a story point of view, like Roman's obviously shown his dominance now. It's like, how can he be beaten? He probably loses to Drew McIntyre in September at Clash of the Castle. But it's like, what's Drew McIntyre going to put him through to to get the one, two, three? You see what I mean? 
Like yeah. Roman is so clear of everybody right now. Like Drew has to cut man with that sword he carries. <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't make sense how he wins otherwise. Like it'll be interesting. There might be some shenanigans. There might be, you know, you have the Usos protecting Reigns, but Drew might have some reinforcements too. You never know. It might be you know what? I just feel like Drew can't win this. He shouldn't win it. You shouldn't win it. No, you shouldn't. Do you think Drew deserves to win? Who, who should slay Reigns? Because I made a poll prediction. Not right now. I said it was going to be Gableson. I said Gableson was going to be the one who's going to be the one who's going to finally take down the Roman Empire. Obviously, we haven't even seen Gableson wrestle yet. You get what I'm saying? So, but I thought it would be him because they want to go a big rocket. On you have to keep the belt. You have to keep the belt on him for another year because you haven't built anyone up other than Brock to legitimately, legitimately beat him. Mm. Like, there's no one, you can't give it to anyone else. If they can't give it to Brock, you can't give it to anyone else. You can't give it to Drew. And this is why, this is why I say it has, it should have been Brock, really, because think about it. Roman was his champion because Brock's a part-timer. Well, Roman's a part-timer now. now so yeah. Brock really and truly, after that performance in that match, he should have just said, bond this, got up from under the rubble and just finished my man. And then, yeah, I'm the champion now. Just just to kind of even the playing field and reduce that gulf between Roman and the rest of the roster. But the, the gulf has become bigger. And like I say, it, I, I like Drew. I want Drew to be the guy to beat Roman. But correctly, like Tay is saying, believability, he's not there yet. Like, why should he? Like, what is he, what is he going to have to do to just get that one, two, three? It's, it's a bit hard to conceive right now. The only thing they're going to say is that Drew beat Brock Lesnar. That's that's the one thing that you've got to say. Oh, yeah, of course he can beat Roman. But that was, what, one? Roman's beaten Brock twice this year already now. It's just not. Like like they've been doing before, they've dug themselves a hole, and now you're going to have to long it out to to be able to finish it, finish Mm. this storyline with Roman being head of the table. You have to long it out for another year to build everyone else because you just left everyone in the dust. You were building pay-per-views around them. Royal Rumble was all about Brock and Roman. Like, you left everyone. You've left <laughs> everyone for months. <laughs> and now you're coming up to Clash of the Castle in, what, a month? And you're like, right, Drew, this is your time. It's not your time, bruh. Sit down. It's true. Let's see what happens, man. It might actually be Drew's time. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. <laughs> it is. Don't get me wrong. It is his time, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. All right. So we all in agreement this was an excellent summer slam. I'm gonna go around, ask anybody your rankings out of five. What do you guys rank SummerSlam out of five? I'll go over you first, Scan. Um, for me, it's definitely a, a solid four point five, man. That was yeah, that was I was sports entertained from beginning to end. Okay. I'll be gen I'm like a four, four point five. Okay, four point five. Next. And with the guys, it's 4.5. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. A strong four. This is yeah. not 4.5. But I'm still going to say, I'm still going to say four. Yeah. I think there were some matches I didn't care about. I didn't care about Corbin and McAfee. I didn't care about Fairy Lashley. I didn't care about these matches. Mm. So... Well, the good thing match- about those matches were they weren't long. Yeah, no, that's that's they the good thing. The job. Was, they were quite quick, but I don't know, man. I, just, I, I kind of wanted to watch it from start to finish, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, yeah, you know. 
But yeah, it was a strong, very good pay per view, though. Very, very good. Let's talk about the night for well, two nights afterwards, Monday Night Raw, because sometimes that's not Saturday. Um, started off with Becky Lynch coming down with a sling in her arm. Obviously, had an injury. She got a really nice promo about her match with, with Bianca Belair. Give Bianca Belair the ratings that she deserves. Said that she is the EST. To ask her to calm down. Bianca calms down. Becky kind of just says lovely things about her. Kind of passes the torch. Says, you are the best. Hugs her. And then uh, gives the floor. And she said, what she say, Max? She said, I will be back. Yeah, she said, um, hold, hold, down, down, hold down the place, B. I'll be back. That's really nice. Oh, and right, then, yeah. then Bianca Bella caught a promo. And she was interrupted by Bailey, right? Was she interrupted by Bailey? No, nah, nah. it jumped her. Uh, so it ended and then them lot beat her up in the back. Oh, because they attacked Becky Lynch backstage. That's it. And then Bianca Bella ran out. That's it. And one thing I didn't like about Bianca Bella, though, when she ran backstage, she completely see what happened to her in time. In, in, in high heels as well, boy. She licked. Oh, yeah. Speed them heels, boy. I was like, yeah, she's an athlete. She's an athlete. Um... <laughs> She can see what's going on with Becky in the time trend. She's obviously getting jumps. And when she comes back, she's like, what happened? <laughs> what? what happened, Becky? As and if you didn't know why you ran backstage. Did you see the damn thing? That's why you're there. Oh, it's it's but, uh, Vince McMahon-isms that they need to erase from her, bro. It's going to take It's gonna take a while, though, because she was born in WWE. You know what I mean? Born in WWE. So it's going to take her a little while. The, training the others are probably like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's true. The tra- it's the training. The training needs to... Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good, nice opening segment. Uh, Max, talk to me about Miz versus AJ Styles versus Mustafa Ali. This is a triple threat match. Whoever wins this faces another competitor from another triple threat match later on the night, and whoever wins that match will face Lashley for the US title. What do you think of this? We got quality wrestling on Monday Night Raw. And before this, if you guys saw, they had the, the vignette to put over the US Championship, which yeah. I thought was brilliant because when they started this vignette and they said JBL narrating, I said, what kind of nonsense is this? And then I, they got to the point of talking about the actual championship and I thought, oh, so even just through this, they elevated this championship and made us yeah. think, okay, this is why we need to care about it. And um, yeah, that was good stuff. That we got, you know, great action amongst Miz, um, Ali and Styles just literally just such a good match Miz with his injured ribs didn't do much but he just done what he needed to do to get by in the match obviously we saw the great finish to that match the 450 counted into um the stars clash Ooh. and then and then the pin um AJ Styles looking good Ali getting a good showcase um as well and obviously we've seen Miz now throughout the show kind of moved into this kind of um Taking a step back and letting Champa do his thing, which is I'm sure fans will will welcome as well. So, yeah, just it just makes sense. You this is you know a triple threat match. We're gonna have another triple threat match. It's gonna motivate a number one contender. Like this is basic stuff, but stuff that's been void from WWE for so so long, and it's just good to just like get back to basics of just building a wrestling show with good wrestling. Scan Mustafa Ali did a 450 splash, bang lands on the Miz, but he. The, the elevation of the splash brings him up and AJ catches him into a Styles Clash onto the mids. What a great finish. What did you think of that finish? That was that was that was that was Chef's kiss, man. That was executed to perfection. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, all of that. Um and I think Ali, I know he's gonna be featured a lot more in the in the Triple H era, man. That man deserves 
Sutton, at least a US title run or, or whatever, man, because he's been through the ringer. What? But, um, what? Yeah. You got to put the US title on an Indian in Pakistan, eh? <laughs> you, know, you know that's what Vince would say. I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I think that's definitely should happen. But I'm all for that. But you yeah. know that's what Vince would say. Yeah, man. He, he, anyway, he, <laughs> he's class. He's on the floor. He's class. Gonna get cancelled. <laughs> guy was like, "What?" <laughs> no, absolutely, and that's a great statement to do because you put it on Ali not only because he deserved it because he's an outstanding athlete, he's a great, great, incredible wrestler, but it would just go against the grain of what Vince probably wouldn't see in Ali. The two things that Vince just undo everything, Vince, and show that we are moving in a progressive movement of wrestling and we do see Indians and Pakistanis as Americans as well. You know what I mean? Make that stand. And Make everyone. That. And everyone. Because everyone. everyone who's foreign is a heel. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing all these stupid gimmicks like every little heel. That's what I read about Ali. Ali, they've tried to do that whole thing with him. He was like, no, you're not going to let my race be the reason why I'm a heel. Make me a heel if you want, but you're not going to make it about me being Pakistani and me being a heel. I mean, yeah, He's a G, absolutely. Yeah. G. That's his, his, his promos are incredible as well, man. He, his promos are highly underrated. Yeah, the great athlete. So I'm all for that. One day I want to see Ali as a US champion for sure. I just want to make that abundantly clear before anybody else thought I was actually being Let's keep it moving. Um, tell you, did, did you get to see the triple threat match? Did you like it? I saw. I've seen highlights of Raw, so I haven't seen everything. Okay, it was a great match, definitely. Um, next up, Montez Ford, Ford versus Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins comes down to cut a promo. Did he mention Street Profit? Why does Street Profit cut off cut him on? Because they're boys of Riddle, isn't it? They're boys mm, of yeah. So they come to defend Riddle's honor. I think Seth had chatted smack about Riddle. Because Riddle, oh, we didn't talk about that SummerSlam. Did Riddle show about SummerSlam? Yeah, he, he ran in and called out Seth, and then oh, Seth yeah. and him had like a pull apart brawl sort of thing. And he could have stomped him, right? He could have stomped yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Seth come out, talk about that. Street Profits come to defend Riddle's honour. Uh, Montez and Angelo was making jokes about how, did he not lose to Cody with one booby? Because Cody was saying that he could, I mean, Seth was saying he could beat them. But this is the one thing. Uh, here's the reason why I think it's going to be Montez. Because I do, I do, I, I, inkling of me was thinking it's going to be Angelo, right? But I actually do think it's going to be Montez. Because A, they're focusing on Montez's reactions after they lose the match. They keep doing that. They keep going back to kids' face. Not, not really showing much of Angelo. I know this could be a clever swerve. That's why I'm thinking it might be a clever sort. But this is the point on Raw where I was like, okay, it's going to be Montez. It's when they were talking to Seth. Seth was like, I'll beat you both. Come out. One of you come down. I'll beat you. And Montez was like, all right, we'll just do, we'll do our Houston. Would you like to see the street his whip? Seth's ass. The crowd goes wild. And then they go to do the Rock, Ching Chang Wallow. Nords, crosses, and paper. Rock, paper, scissors, bro. Nords, Nords, and crosses, and what? I can that. You say things differently. <laughs> um, no, yeah, rock, paper, scissors, right? And then Angela didn't even get to finish. Montez just grabs the referee and runs straight in the ring. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just ignored Angelo. Angela didn't even get to do the game. He didn't play fair with the game. He just, no, I want Seth. I want to beat him. And he lost again. So I think they're going to get to a point where Montez gets desperate for a win and he's going to blame Angela for the reason why he keeps losing. And that's the heel turn. What do you guys think of that? I mean, that's what that's what that looked like in isolation. It looked like, yeah, maybe he's been a bit selfish and he's wanting to kind of excel his own career sort of thing. I do think that they need to make Angelo the guy to 
kind of have a run before they even touch Montez. Like, ah, I tried that. Like my screen is frozen. <laughs> yeah, you think it should be yeah, Angelo? I, yeah, I think and I think if they're gonna split them, if they turn heel or face. I really think they should maybe just leave Montez Ford to just do character stuff. Maybe even pair him with Bianca Belair, um, you know, just to be a, a mouthpiece, a little manager or something, and let Angelo be focused on. Because if they start both of their singles career at the same time, there will only be one man that garners the crowd reactions. And we you know, know that, that when they do split, Angelo is keeping the same garments, isn't it? Where, where Montez is going to be upgraded with nice Versace shirts. He's going to look, look sick. Let's 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 hope that's that's of the old regime and and Andrew yeah, gets Angelo repackaged as well. Angelo, Angelo, Angelo sweat band, you know what I mean? He'll still, have, he'll still have the sweat band, hundred percent. I don't have the sweat band till two thousand and thirty nine, blood. Where Montez <laughs> will have the, the sexy dance to get the girls on love him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it needs to be Montez. I feel like when Montez is a face, he doesn't know quite what to do. I feel like don't get me wrong, he's got so much charisma from the bucket load. He's a star. I'm not, I, I I said it. On the day I first saw Street Profits come out and they had that match, their first debut match at NXT in 2017 against what the, the tag team, the, like some, the mechanics or something like that. We call them mechanics, so whatever. And Angelo come out skanking with that red cup. I was like, yeah, this guy, this is the guy. Yeah. From then, I was like, yeah, he's the one. And my only gripe with Montez is he, he gets too excitable. He's like, welcome to Monday Night And he's like overshadowed. He's always he's a bit... Jim Carrey is a bit of an over-actor. He's doing a bit too much. And I feel as a heel, they could train him to be like, you know what, let's be cool. Same thing as calm. You don't need to be like that. You're a bad guy now. You don't need to overcompensate for the fans. You don't care about the fans. You don't care about what the fans think. I think this would be great for Montez. I think he needs to be the heel. Because I think with that, he will learn how he can navigate and cut promos in a very convincing way without having to do too much theatrics. And I think that's the only thing that's holding him back, the theatrics, in my personal opinion. I think he needs needs to be a heel. I think it has to be Montez. Has to be. And I think they will, and I think they're ready for it. I think they're going for it. I think they know he's the guy. And I think this is the future. Corporate rock 2022. Let's go. Not competing for rock, by the way. I'm no, not competing for rock. There's no the problem is, it's only one. The problem is if they book him as a heel, obviously Angelo is the face. And booking a face to start being loved by the crowd is a lot harder. Yeah, I agree. Angelo might be, he's going to be in a slippery slope. We need to think of something for him quick, but okay. They have to have to put him in a faction. Like, he needs to get recruited by someone quick time straight away. MVP, maybe. (laughs) New day. I say new day. Give him one of them. Don't get it twisted. I don't have the opinion that, I don't think Angelo is a Marty Jannetty. And no offense to Marty No, no, no. Because he was an excellent worker, by the way. Big up Marty Jannetty. But I don't think Andrew Dawkins is a margin in any standpoint. I don't think, I think he will have a successful career. I just feel, yeah. But who knows? Mexico could be right. The best thing for it could be Angelo because if Angelo does turn heel, that could save his career. Where if, he, if, if, if Montez is the one that turns heel, ooh, I'm scared of what they're going to do with him. <laughs> but it's Triple H now. It's not Vince now. So maybe we shouldn't be scared. Maybe we no, should. we should be scared. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if if Dawkins turns face, it's it's a wrap for him. We know this. <laughs> he has to turn heel, and it's okay. But it's okay for Montez to be face for a while. He can he can do it. He will overact a bit, but he can do it. Maybe Just enough time for Dawkins to be 
Yeah. How about they both should turn heel? And they both, as a faction, still go for single title. Uh, that or just turn them to a heel tag team. We that are the nation. Like. Domination. Nation. Domination. Let's keep it going. We'll see what happens. I'm excited to see what they do with Bunches. I think it's going to be a great look. Um, next up, it was Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. These two were going back. Alexa, uh, Asuka was on fire. She was killing me. She was smashing it, entertaining, just doing the thing against Alexa Bliss. Nice back and forth between the two. But then Bailey's new faction, who we haven't got a name for, have we? We haven't, a name, we haven't got a name for Bailey. Control is what they're rumoured to be called, yeah. So Control come down, Bailey, EO Sky, Dakota Kai interfere. Bianca Belair comes in to save the day. And then Bianca Belair says, hey, I'll take on one of you, whoever it is. And EO Sky was like, I want you. I was like, ooh, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. I want to see some of that. So we got that to look forward to for later on in Raw. Champa versus Ziggler versus Chad Gable. This was probably the best match of Monday Night Raw that took place last night. What you, I think this is better than the AJ Ali. I think, I think the first triple threat match. I think this match was incredible. This was like... Yeah, it was good. 100% it was good. But I think the other one was better. Champa was on form. Ziggler was on form. Chad Gable was on There was a spot they did where Chad... You know, he does that rolling... The rolling German German suplex. Mm. And then Ziggler came in, caught Chad with the the zigzag at the same time. I was like, yes. NXT. NXT. Champa picked up the win. And we'll get to see Champa versus AJ Styles later on. That night, you guys don't have much more to say about that, do we? We can move on from that, one. yeah. Not about that match, no. Bianca Belair faced off with EO Sky. This was actually really good, it's a good match. Um, no finish, oh. it didn't get a finish. No finish, no with, finish, though. Because I was okay with because I wasn't trying to see EO Sky lose on her debut. I agree, it didn't have a finish because the girls interfered again, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Bianca Bella was mashing up Eo Sky. She went to throw her back in the ring. And then uh, Bailey and Dakota Kai sat on the apron. And then Bliss and Asuka come to back Bianca Bella. A brawlish views ensues. And then um, there was a part, I, I, I really liked it. There was a part where Bianca actually tried to go for Bailey. And then Asuka held her back. That was pretty good. So this is good. We're getting more women in the storylines. All coming together. More of this. More women listening. And big up to the women who won the Euros as well. We didn't talk about that. The Lions brought home the gold for England. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, and then, oh, Edge made a promo with his old theme song. On this day, came back, got a promo. It was a good promo because, it, like, Edge's promo since he's been back has just been some long kind of monologues and all of that stuff. This was just straight. <laughs> I started these man, I'm ending these man. On this day again, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Um, and I like the fact that Judgment Day kept the theme song Edge introduced. That's good. yeah, Champa versus AJ Styles. This is cool, it's a good match. It's a good match. Yeah, um, like to see these two go out again in a proper main event kind of spot, but it was nice. Um, but Champa picked up the win, right? Yeah, how, how did he cool. win again? Um, AJ Styles was outside. I think he got distracted or something. And he came back into the ring and just got hit with a fairy tale ending. That's right. Um, so, yeah. Miz was distracted. AJ. Miz was distracted yeah, yeah. on the outside. Yeah. 
Question, so, yeah? Yeah, go on. So we can see how Trump is being pushed right now. And they're obviously going to... It seems like they're using the US Championship as like the raw title while Roman is kind of holding both these championships. As part of this new era, next week for the US Championship, do you think Champa is beating Bobby Lashley? No. I think, well, actually, you never know because they might need a you must watch raw moment, not tune in moment. It might be that. And they might be missing Maurice causing Lashley a distraction and Champa picking up the win. Or, or, Lashley does retain but doesn't win. So Champa wins via disqualification or or count out. Ah, that's how they'll do it. That's how they'll do it. The Champa doesn't win the US title yet, but Lashley will chase after the Miz, get counted out. Another rematch happens, Champa wins it up. I don't know. To answer your question, Max, I don't know. <laughs> I think Bobby Lashley should keep it personally. I, I think, think he's gonna keep it. I think he's gonna yeah, keep it. Yeah, I think he he if if they're gonna have this kind of raw champion with the US champion, I think it should stay as Bobby Lashley until they've built up whoever the next guy is properly. I know what they're gonna do. Go on. I figured it out. This is what they're gonna do because it's the Triple H era and wrestling is must watch. So Champa versus Lashley. Lashley's dominating Champa back and forth. Bang, 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 bang. Ms. Marie steps in. They cause Lashley a distraction. Champa hits him with some sort of steel chair or hit his face on the ring buckle or something. Champa looks like he's going to win it. Referee goes to count. But who stops the count? Johnny Gargano. Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's where he was going. LXT! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, I, um, I wouldn't debut Johnny Gargano there necessarily, but it could work. Because the Madden fans wouldn't get it, right? They wouldn't get the reference, would they? Yeah, it would work though. Would they get it? It depends on where Raw is. Where's Raw next week? If it's in Cleveland, which I think that's where he's from, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Well, bring back Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the name of the song again? This Hello Heart. Rebel Heart. Rebel Heart. <laughs> Yeah, he is from Cleveland, isn't it? There you go. Gargano. Maybe, maybe. All right. And then the main event was the Usos versus the Mysterios again. And they even, they even said that in the promo. So they got the Usos for that. Mm. And, um, yeah, you know, always good back and forth. Judgment Day got involved. Rhea Ripley put her freaking tree trunk legs around Dominic's neck, was choking him out. I was like, God damn. Um, <laughs> And uh, Edge came in, Edge beat up Finn, Edge beat up Damian Priest, but then he, when he tried to stop, something happened, he tried to he, stop. He tried Dominic. to spear Dominic, or Finn, he tried to spin Finn, and Rhea pushed Rhea Dominic pushed Mysterio Dominic in the way, so he spinned, dom speared Dominic. Dominic, but didn't stop to check on Dominic, and ran after Finn and Damian. So how is Dominic going to respond to this? Because Mysterio obviously looks really upset. His son is hurt. Obviously, Mysterio and Edge are going to probably have some words next week. And Dominic is probably not going to like Edge anymore. Maybe this is the catalyst for Dominic to join the, the judgment, judgment day. day. He should wear his own like Mysterio mask, like different. It should be like a different type of Mysterio mask. 
Dominic needs to pull his dad's mask off his head and say, that's my thing now. Take his dad's mask off his head, dye it black, have like some rips in it, have rips in it, have like purple shit hair, like, (laughs) (laughs) judgment day, Mysterio, ah, I hate you, dad, I hate you. Eddie was my dad anyway, Eddie's my dad. Because remember, Rhea had the I'm your pappy shirt last week. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do that. Oh, no, it was. Maybe Judgment Day will reveal some sort of next new paternity test, even though they've found out that it was 10 years, <laughs> years later. Yeah. What do you think? Dominic and Mr. Do you think Dominic should join Judgment Day? I definitely think he should leave his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always felt like he kind of needed to go back to NXT and just cook a little bit more, man. You know, I don't think he's a natural fit on the, the main roster. Um, it's not believable that he can actually beat anybody, really. You know, so um, I think he needs to go in development a bit, man. We'll see what's happening. It's exciting times right now to be a wrestling fan. Triple H, Stephanie's at the helm. AEW still doing great stuff. Um, Cesaro's the new Ring of Honor champion. Claudio Castanoli, I should say Cesaro anymore. Jonathan Gresham looks like he's leaving. Has he left? He wants to leave AEW, but they haven't released him yet. But these are the same fans that every time someone wants to leave WWE, you shouldn't be held against your will. So why aren't AEW releasing my man then? Yeah. Um, What else happening in the world of wrestling before we sign up? We're going to sign up in a few minutes. Well, we said Ric Flair. Ric Flair. We talked about Ric Flair. Naomi and Sasha Banks might be coming back to the WWE. I'd be excited to hear about that. Uh, Clash, of the Castle. Clash, yeah. Clash of the Castle is in September the 3rd, so not too long now. Hopefully, hopefully the kick-out team will be able to go. We'll see what's happening. Some talks being had, but we don't know for sure yet. Um, are you guys excited for that show? Are you guys looking forward to that? Clash of the Castle. Yeah. I see the card. Yeah. It's only the main event they've announced, isn't it? Mm. Roman versus Drew. Um but I'm happy for like fans. I'm happy they're having a show in the UK. Do you think Triple H will keep on like the story of Pete Dunne being Butch? <laughs> or do you think you would change that? I think I slightly think it's good for Pete Dunne. I actually yeah. do think so too. I think yeah. it gives him more of a character and, and I know Americans like it. So maybe eventually like- with time he'll break away from these men. And become more wrestling centric, but yeah, I actually feel think like he can just make Butch a bit stronger and like book him better in it. But and how is Walter being booked? Walter, being... yeah, is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's doing good, but right now he keeps beating up um his guy. Um, what's his name? Ludwig. Why am I getting calls? Why are you getting calls? Ah, sorry. Sorry, guys. Okay, being up Ludwig. Yeah, so they need to start cooking whoever his next competitor is going to be for the IC Championship. Right, well, that was a very interesting episode of The Kick Out. That was quite fun. Thank you guys for joining. Scan, please plug yourself for anyone who doesn't know how to find you on the socials. Please give away some of your socials. Yeah, um, you can check me out at S-K-A-N-D-O-U-Z on any everything. My um, podcasts on the Connoisseurs of Hip Hop, which come out every week. 
um yeah man just check it out it's on the youtube on all streaming platforms keep doing your thing man i know you had federal star on the show recently i know you keep pushing in you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got some new music coming as well, right? Yeah, new music coming, um, event coming, big event, big hip hop. Yeah, the event, I'll come down, man. Yeah, uh, end of the month, Jazz Cafe, Pass the Torch for Tide 2, Skinny Man, Shorty Blitz, all the top dogs what? will be there. What day, what day is that? Wednesday, the 31st of August. You might be able to make that. Perfect. Yeah, come down. Hey, please plug your socials for anybody that likes what you said today and want to know more about you. You can just follow at the Kickout Podcast. You always have great things to say. People will definitely want to follow you after they hear you your your wealth of knowledge. Where can they find you? Um WrestleManiac UK on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all them places. Um and also an event with um restings battle in the basement um 21st of august bit of a wrestling meets game night meets day party sort of vibe it's don't come on now. Come so on anyone now. in london area free event just need to get a ticket and and come join and party with amanda i'm gonna have to bust a few heads on them do you have no mercy no, no mercy? it'll be it'll be wwe 2k i haven't got the new one but they've got Tekken, there's Tekken and Street Fighter down there as well. We got Perfect. <laughs> and follow me, Skillet World, S K I W L I T World. Follow the Kick Out all day at Kick the Kick Out Podcast, Kick Out Podcast on uh, Twitter. So I don't think it's Dirk, and Dirk Kick Out Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have some more content soon when wrestling gets more interesting, like I has been this weekend. Thank you, guys. We are out. Adiós.